Crosstalk on WICM. I'm Wake Hayes, and our guest this morning is the director of CEI's Center for Energy and Environment, Myron Ebel. Thank you very much for talking with us this morning, Myron. I, I so appreciate it. What in the heck is going on in Texas? <laughs> well, uh, I guess we're all lucky we're not there. Uh, uh, Texas, uh, you know, you're used to big blizzards that come down from the north in Wisconsin, and they sometimes penetrate further south. They get into even sometimes Oklahoma and Kansas, but they seldom get as far south as the Gulf Coast. And what's happened to this huge blizzard that's come down is it got all the way to Galveston and Houston, and they had snow on the beach. And uh, the power supply system, the, the electric grid in Texas, is uh, designed to handle hot weather, and just like yours is designed to handle cold weather, but their grid is not designed to handle hot, uh, cold weather. And so uh, a lot of power stations went down. They froze, the gas lines froze up at gas-fired power plants. Uh, there was Texas has a lot of windmills. Uh, North Texas is a very windy place, and so they have a lot of windmills. But the wind died down, so there was no wind. And then what wind there was, the windmills froze. Uh, so all that was left, really, was the, the remaining coal-fired power plants that haven't been closed down and the nuclear plant or two. So, uh, you know, there's widespread power outages for days and days in Texas because they don't have enough electricity. And that... It- Unexpected because those uh, those sites that produce energy are not expected to uh, produce energy when it is this arctically cold because it's not supposed to be arctically cold in Texas. Is there something they'll have to do in the future to uh, to insulate all these uh, energy producing sites or just move faster toward windmills and uh, solar panels that work in the snow? Yeah, solar panels don't produce a lot of power at night, and they, they produce, the and, you know, having a, a few inches of snow on top of them is kind of like the night. So, um, uh, you know, Texas has has uh, uh, has had a very uh, good uh, grid management system, but the first thing is, Mike, that they, they are not connected to other power grids around the country. So your power grid is connected. It's a multi-state grid, and it's connected to grids to the to the west, the south, and the east. Uh, but Texas is on its own. Now, that's, that's fine if you've got a lot of extra power that you can call on whenever you have an emergency. But what's happened with the, the move to wind in Texas is that Windmills, they have a competitive electricity market. That is, people bid for, for providing power at the lowest cost. Well, windmills get federal subsidies. So they have been able to underbid coal, and coal-fired power plants have shut down, and they no longer have this big reserve margin in Texas uh, when they need it, when they have an emergency. So I think, you know, I think one thing, they, they're going to need to spend a few billions and connect up to the to the grid that, that's nearby in Louisiana, and the other is that they're going to need to rethink getting rid of all their coal-fired power plants. Are you saying then that uh, renewable energy is not ready for prime time yet? (laughs) Well, renewable energy uh, is not... Uh, the grid, when the grid, uh, when when an electric grid gets up more than 20%, uh, renewables, wind and solar, it starts to become very 
unstable and unreliable. And so, uh, I, you know, people, the people who you bring this up to on the other, the environmental groups and so on, they say, oh, well, we need a smart grid. Uh, well, we don't know what a smart grid is that would handle the problem of what happens when the wind stops blowing and the sun goes down. So I think, yes, I don't think, I don't think an all-renewable electric sector will ever be uh, uh, ready for prime time. And I don't think even up to maybe 30% renewable will be. But I think beyond that, uh, we're looking at uh, blackouts uh, all the time. And in fact, I would say the Biden agenda to move to, to renewables, I would call it the uh, what's happened in Texas, a preview of the Biden blackout agenda. And that blackout agenda will end up or potentially end up being what happens across the country because we have winter in Wisconsin and Michigan and Ohio and other states, too. It'll be much more expensive to get those renewable energy sources prepared for our kind of cold, won't it? Yeah, and you, there's not a lot of wind in your part of the world. You don't have I mean, North Texas and West Texas and North Dakota and parts of Oklahoma are really windy places. You, you don't, uh, like Ohio, for example, just doesn't have much wind. I, I, I haven't looked at the map closely enough to tell you how much, you, you can tell me how much wind Wisconsin has, but I, I think your wind resources are limited. Your solar resources are limited. You know, you're far enough north that you don't get all that beautiful sunshine that they get in, in the south. Um, so, uh, you know, these these policies are being pursued uh, on, uh, supposedly for people's good to save us from a, an alleged global warming crisis. But they're actually uh, going to not only impoverish us by increasing energy prices and having frequent blackouts. I mean, if you have blackouts, you can't work, uh, uh, let alone uh, enjoy life at home. Uh, and the other thing is that these um, these policies not only are very expensive, but when when you see what's happening in Texas with this, there's going to be a lot of deaths in Texas because of this. And the reason is because cold weather kills a lot more people than hot weather. Uh, cold weather is very dangerous, and so we're going to find that out as they as the death toll mounts in Texas. We'll wait and see whether the Biden administration makes any kind of changes to their energy policy as. Many uh, people suspected the kind of renewable energy that everybody thinks is uh, the end all, the panacea of our our global poisoning issues, just not ready to take over yet. I guess I appreciate uh, from the Competitive Enterprise Institute the uh, thoughts of uh, Myron E. Bell. Thank you very much for talking with us this morning, Myron. We will certainly watch Texas and the rest of the country and have opportunity to talk again. Text- 